3: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. This morning the U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear the Trump administration's challenge to California's so-called sanctuary state law That leaves in place state rules that prohibit local California law enforcement from helping federal immigration authorities apprehend and deport people in the country illegally. The Trump Justice Department argued California's stance interfered with federal immigration enforcement. By choosing not to take up the case, the Supreme Court sided with the argument that state and local governments aren't required to help enforce federal laws. Jessica Levinson is with Loyola Law School in Los Angeles.
4: This is a fairly significant loss for the Trump administration because immigration obviously is such an important piece of uh, Trump's platform. This is something that he talks about at length. This is something that's very important to his base. He tried to use federal law to basically bend the will of states and say, you must help federal law enforcement. And if you don't, we're going to cut off some of your funding.
3: In its fight over the sanctuary state law, California used a states' rights argument that's historically been associated with conservatives. Amid the ongoing protests for racial justice, two black men have been found dead, hanging from trees in desert cities outside of Los Angeles. Malcolm Harsh, age 38, was discovered near the Victorville City Library on May 31st. Then last week, in a 45-minute drive away, 24-year-old Robert Fuller was found dead outside of Palmdale City Hall. Law enforcement initially labeled Fuller's death as suicide, even before an autopsy was completed. As As KCRW's Cerise Castle reports, both incidents are now prompting loud cries for thorough
2: investigations. (laughs) 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 Protests are an almost daily occurrence in Palmdale's Poncitlan Square since the L.A. County Sheriff's Department said Robert Fuller's death appeared to be a suicide. On Saturday, hundreds gathered to demand an independent investigation. Fuller's sister Diamond Alexander says her 24-year-old brother was not suicidal.
1: This is really crazy to all of us and we really are here to support Robert and we really want to find out the truth of what really happened. It's like everything that they've been telling us has not been right and we just want to know the truth.
2: Over the weekend, elected officials who represent Palmdale called for California's attorney general to investigate. Many at the protests and on social media question whether the deaths of Fuller and Harsh could be related and may have been lynchings. The Antelope Valley in northeastern L.A. County has a large Black population, but also a well-documented history of housing discrimination and racist attacks. In 2015, the U.S. Justice Department found L.A. County housing officials and sheriff's deputies worked to keep Black residents out of the area. A year later, three white men were charged with hate crimes and an assault on Latinx people. L.A. Supervisor Catherine Barger explained she wants the attorney general to oversee the investigation into Fuller's death, saying it would, quote, provide the community with the answers they deserve. For the California Report, I'm Cerise Castle in Palmdale.
3: Now to coronavirus. Mass protests and the loosening of shelter-at-home orders are bringing more people together. Public health officials recommend getting tested for COVID-19 if you think you've been exposed. But doctors say it's important to know when to get a test and to understand what the results mean. KQED's Peter Arcuni reports.
0: It often takes three to five days after exposure to test positive for the virus. In some cases, that lag can be up to 14 days. Stanford epidemiologist Dr. Yvonne Maldonado says there are no hard and fast rules, but getting tested right after a protest or other gathering is likely too soon.
1: I would say by day five after exposure,
2: I would consider getting a test.
0: In the interim, she says, people should socially distance.
2: If you are being careful, generally wearing a mask around other people and washing your hands, you're probably not going to transmit.
0: Dr. Bob Wachter, chair of the Department of Medicine at UCSF, says if you do test negative, there are some other considerations, like false negatives and getting exposed soon after your test.
4: If it were negative today, the chances that I have active virus that I can spread to somebody else go down considerably, but not to zero.
0: Wachter says that negative result is likely good for a few days at least. But after about a week, it means very little. So, he says, a negative test isn't reason to let your guard down. For the California Report, I'm Peter Arcuni.
3: There are now more than 152,000 confirmed cases of COVID infection in the state and 5,000 deaths. Those numbers continue to rise even as businesses like gyms and movie theaters reopen. Now, if I asked you what place has the highest COVID-19 infection rate per capita in California, you might pick Los Angeles or the Bay Area. But actually, it's largely rural Imperial County in the far southeast corner of the state on the U.S.-Mexico border. So far, more than 4,000 people have tested positive for the coronavirus in Imperial County, and 43 people have died from the virus there. KQED's Julie Small explains what's behind this.
1: In late March, Imperial County had seen just a handful of coronavirus infections. Only nine people out of 180,000 residents had tested positive for the disease. The head of the El Centro Regional Medical Center, Dr. Adolph Edward, thought they had dodged a bullet.
5: And all of a sudden, um, we hit 65 patients, COVID, which was over 70 percent of my hospital admissions. uh, And it was nonstop.
1: Edward runs the biggest hospital in Imperial County and the one closest to the Baja city of Mexicali, which is home to over a million people. He says living on the border, people move back and forth all the time. And when COVID-19 hit Mexicali, it hit his hospital too.
5: Disease does not know borders, does not know boundaries. And we're not here just a community of Imperial County. We're really the community of Imperial County and Mexicali. And what happens over there comes to us and what happens over here affects them.
1: In fact, Edwards says 60 of his employees at the hospital commute from Mexicali. Imperial County spokeswoman Andrea Bauer says that's common. A lot of people live on one side of the border and legally work on the other. I'm always afraid, you know, that people have kind of imagining this rush on the border. It's just folks living their everyday life. It may be a binational region, but in agricultural Imperial County, there are only two mortuaries, and only one is taking the bodies of people who are dying with COVID-19. Fry Chapel and Mortuary also functions as the county morgue. Owner Sheila Kruger says she's holding more than double the number of decedents she did last year. I'm it and we are bursting at the seams, literally. With the mortuary handling all the coronavirus funerals, Kruger worries that the disease could keep spreading among the grieving families. These families that have been with the people that have COVID, they actually should be quarantined. But they come out here and try to make funeral arrangements. County rules only allow 10 people to attend a service. So what people have been doing is they'll come in for a few minutes and then they'll leave and another set will come in. She says it means a lot to the families, but it can increase the risk of infection when funeral goers congregate in the parking lot. Dr. Edward also sees people going to large family gatherings despite the social distancing guidelines.
5: There was a lot of parties around Mother's Day. Uh, there's a lot of get-togethers on Memorial Day. I still see people out in the community that are not wearing their masks.
1: County cases spiked about a week after Mother's Day and again after Memorial Day. Nosotros, como departamento de salud pública, sabemos que Public salud health messages in English and Spanish important. continue to encourage people to wear masks and keep a safe distance. State health officials have also stepped in to help, sending a team of doctors and nurses, Dr. Edwards says that's allowing his staff to get a breather.
5: It eats at you. I know I'm exhausted, so I can only imagine what these guys have been doing. And we're nonstop. There's no Friday, there's no Saturday, there's no Sunday.
1: And hospitals around the state have agreed to take patients who need higher levels of care. Dr. Edwards says that's allowing his staff to get a breather.
5: It eats at you. I know I'm exhausted, so I can only imagine what these guys have been doing. And we're nonstop. There's no Friday, there's no Saturday, there's no Sunday.
1: And hospitals around the state have agreed to take patients who need higher levels of care. Edwards says they're airlifting them to neighboring Riverside and San Diego counties and as far north as the San Francisco Bay Area. For the California Report, I'm Julie Small.
3: And finally, like other California industries, film and TV production shut down when the coronavirus pandemic emerged. Now, public health officials have given producers and studios the green light to begin shooting again if they follow new rules about social distancing and sanitizing sets. Starting today, Film L.A., the office that handles on-location film permits in Los Angeles County, will start taking applications. I talked about that with Paul Audley, the director of Film L.A. He explained why he thinks it's important for Hollywood
4: to get back to work. Critically important to the economy of the region has always been the film industry. It's frequently referred to as the third largest economic driver for Los Angeles County. And in the past three months, we've had well over a quarter million people sidelined um, by the cessation of filming.
3: And now that shooting can start up again, how much real interest do you think there'll be in production? Do you think there'll be a flood of applications for location shooting or really just a trickle?
4: We think at the beginning what we'll see is the pent-up demand from the commercials industry. Clearly their clients want to promote new products and get that information out in front of consumers. So we think that'll be the first thing we see come back along with small independent productions. And we have to also remember that this health order that came out is pretty complex. It's, you know, 10 pages long of checklists for the industry to work with and and they have to figure out how to comply between now and, and when they actually do start their filming. And what about all those places where location shooting
3: happens? I mean, do you think that during a pandemic, people are going to be really thrilled to have film crews come
4: into their neighborhoods to shoot? Well, I think most of us have a heightened level of concern when we're around people that we're not normally with. And so certainly the introduction of film crews into neighborhoods will raise a level of concern. Our hope is that uh, the communications we're doing now with many of the community groups and neighborhood associations that we work with to explain the conditions of the health order and our ability to uh, watch the film industry be really responsible in limiting crew size, activity, uh, et cetera, uh, will help alleviate a lot of those concerns. But we always do have the job of trying to balance the impact on a neighborhood versus the need of this economic engine to function in Los Angeles.
3: All right. Paul Audley, president of Film LA. Thanks so much.
4: You're very welcome. Have a great day.
3: And that is the California Report for Monday, June 15th, a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez in L.A. Have a great day.
1: Support for the California Report comes from Water Heaters Only, specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968. Licensed and insured, open 24 hours a day, every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. Hint, fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors, no sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from DrinkHint.com. Hint, water with a touch of true fruit flavor. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose Fund for Strategic Innovation supports transformative ideas that benefit humanity while protecting the natural world, recognizing through science the interdependence of all living systems.